Sophia. I see Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, we're recording. Exciting stuff. Where's Mizair? Who's Jory Banks? I hope Jory Banks. Oh, there he is. There's Jory Banks Jory himself. Banks. Oh, Jason. <laughs> so who's Jory Banks? Uh, he is, uh, I work with him. It's uh, the, the department Zoom account is under his name. And so I logged in. <laughs> that's, how we're, that's how we're getting this for free. Yes. How much mm -hmm. is a Zoom that's Ooh. not free? Don't look it up. Don't look it I'm up. Looking it up. Don't I'm looking look it up. It up. <laughs> Crap. So is Carrie jumping on, Sean? I tried to get her to watch the movie all day. I was telling her, hey, you have time to watch it. And she just didn't do it. So <laughs> uh, maybe if we make her pick a movie. She probably just won't pick a movie. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe. That might work. 150 per year, oh. evidently. Not worth it. I'd rather just use Jory Banks' account. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so Rachel went to, um, oh, had an emergency Funko night meeting that she had to go to. So the kids <laughs> are just doing their thing out there. So we'll see if I get any visitors. <laughs> Emergency Bunko. I, that, that happens. I well, I guess a lady that was in Bunko is on vacation and needed a replacement. So Rachel was a substitute Bunko player. <laughs> nice. Cross your fingers, she'll make some money. <laughs> so it's been a month. I want to hear about Anthony's writing club. What do you oh, write God, about, God. Anthony? <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, do, it doesn't matter right now. See ya. Hey. <laughs> um. So it hasn't started yet. Like the person who was organizing it reached out to my um reached out to the professor that's supposed to be leading it and who had previously agreed to it. And I know he's starting like zoom classes at the same time like the semester is just starting for him so it might be complicated for him to arrange it but for whatever reason it hasn't happened yet and i'm a little bummed about it mm. i'm still writing poems once in a while awesome that's great <laughs> are we gonna get a reading yeah, on one of these we? calls here well i turned one of the poems into a song and it was like a song competition that i wrote a song and Sean wrote a song, and my friend Jason Gillespie wrote a song with the same lyrics. It was it was fun. It was really fun. I <laughs> I still need to try to get Andrew to my brother to write a song to it because that would be fun to get all of us on a podcast. But I don't know if he's gonna do it. I apparently can't motivate people to write songs or join movie <laughs> clubs. So, so who had the who had the best song? Sean, for sure. <laughs> no, they were all different. 
I like I really like Chad. I liked your version of Jason's too, because uh-huh. Jason's was good, but it was just like really, really not well recorded. He uh-huh. did it well, like on his phone, on his phone, or something. With his phone yeah. on the piano while he was playing the piano and singing. And then I took that song and added <laughs> a bunch of like. Oh, it was great. You'll have to listen to it once in a while. Didn't I play it on my last It Holds Up podcast with Jason two weeks you ago? Played, you played the one that you wrote freshman year that I found. That's right. I wrote Brown Dirt or Blue Dark Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think I'm going to send Andrew like our three versions and maybe that would motivate him. I don't know. Yeah, but I also want him to go into it blind, you know? I don't want him to hear ours before he writes one. I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah, mine's like a like a Western 3-4 like um, ballad type. No, I would say it's like a campfire song. <laughs> Sean's, is, Sean's is really good, and Jason's like slow and high. You sing in a high register and play the piano. And it's like all minor chords. Yeah, it's really sad. Write songs, I love it. Oh, all right. Should we talk the movie? Yes. Oh, should, oh, let's do an announcement first for next month. What are we gonna do, Anthony? So maybe this will um, motivate Carrie and others uh, to join and to watch. Um, one of my very favorite movies is. Bright Star um, by Jane Campion is the director. Um, it's um, I, I don't think it would necessarily be the first one that this group would choose or watch. Um, it's available with ads, oddly, on Amazon Prime for free. Um, I th- because I think Amazon Prime, you have access to IMDb TV. Is it the 2009? Yes. Three-year romance between 19th-century poet John Keats and Fanny Braun near the yep, end that's of his the, life. That's the one. <laughs> Sweet. Never have I ever. No. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. No. I'm excited. Yeah. Woo. That's great, Anthony. Yeah, so I, don't, I, don't, I, I think no one else in this group would have picked that movie, but I definitely would have. I'm going to put it on hold at my library so I don't have to watch it with ads. Oh man, I just remembered that there's a movie that's coming out or came out this year that I wanted to see. It was the Jojo Rabbit movie. Did anybody see that one? I saw that. Was it good? It was good. I I kind of struggle like the whole idea of it is there's this little kid in wartime Germany whose imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. Uh Uh-huh. So he's like all jokey and it's all clowny and it does a good job of like portraying serious themes well, but I still have a hard time swallowing like, let's make Hitler a joke character. I don't know. I, d- I didn't read a lot of other criticism of people who felt the same way, but okay. overall it was a really good, good movie. Scarlett Johansson was really good in it. Yeah. I liked it, but that was just the one piece that I was like, <laughs> I'm not totally comfortable with just- this. Just the whole premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the previews, the uh, little fat friend looked, looked really funny. 
Yeah, he wasn't in it too much, but he was really good in the parts that he was. I liked his other movies that Tiki or what's his name? Uh, yep, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok's my favorite movie ever made. If anybody, um, if anybody says, "What's your favorite movie?" Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> super fun. So fun. And the other one where they're like walking around. It's like a boy and this cranky old man. It's like the guy for from the... Jurassic Park. Yeah, Sam Neill. Yeah. It's like the I've wilder heard good people. Things about that. Yeah, Will. Will uh, William Atkinson loves that movie. Yeah, that was good. My mom recommended that to me, so I thought I wouldn't like it because usually I don't like the movies she recommends, but it was actually really good. <laughs> Wait, where did Jojo Rabbit come from? That's a movie that I've been thinking about. Okay. I think just it might have showed up on his screen when he looked up Bright Star or something. <laughs> yeah. So when did... Yeah, we'll talk about this next month, Anthony. Wait, I, I want to hear about where, like, where you did you hear of this movie and when was romance a romance movie when was the first time you saw it i mean is there any named actors in there ben. abby abby cornish and ben winshaw who you, you probably will recognize both of them but they're not like they're not like the most famous actors i ever oh i also saw a preview for the new james bond movie and the girl from knives out is going to be like a James Bond girl. Yep. So she's famous now. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, she's dating Ben Affleck. Oh, that's not like a good thing, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm just letting you know she's famous enough that I would know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a pride point. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, there. Let's talk about your movie. Oh, it's been, it, it had been a long time. I think we, I watched it once in theater with my boss because of that, remember that uh, scenario that I told you guys about last time? No. Remind us. Uh, we were in San Francisco for like an expo okay. or, or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, let's go see a movie. I'm like, all right, whatever. You're the boss. And so he's on our way. He's like, oh, by the way, it's black and white. I'm like, oh, okay. So like silent. some weird artsy film or whatever. Oh, and by the way, it's silent. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, loved it. And then came back and watched it with my wife. And she liked it a lot as well. And I think that's the last time we watched it. This is a long time ago. So this is, it's been years. So... Did you like it again? Did it hold up? I liked it not as much as I remember liking it, if that makes any sense. I liked it. I liked it. I still enjoyed hey, it. Give the lot, iPad for baby. Like, as it wasn't as strong, I guess, this time around. So, can you describe a little bit of that original experience you had with it? Well, okay. So, my expectations were like <laughs> so low for this thing. Like, silent, black and white some artsy film we went to like some weird theater super small because i don't know for whatever reason it was super small and and artsy as well so like my expectation was like man this is going to be the worst experience ever and it, i really enjoyed it despite all those the my preconceived notions of it so uh 
that's probably the the reason why I liked it at the time so much. I still really enjoyed this this round, but it I, like in my head I built it up to like man like top movie or whatever. But after seeing it again, it was a really good, fun, enjoyable movie. Made me feel things, and but it's not like the top movie that I thought it was. Does that make sense? Anthony, yeah. what are your thoughts? Oh, I don't know. I, I want to <laughs> respond to other people's thoughts more than, more than give my own. Um, uh, did you like I it? I thought there was. Was it good? Yeah, I did. I thought there was so many interesting things going on. Uh, the idea of not, I mean, there's sound, right? Both because of his dream sequence and the end of the movie and because of the music throughout. Um, so there's sound, but to not hear things, and they did this on purpose in a lot of ways, but it drew so much attention to just the ways in which sound are like in every are just like a really meaningful part of our life. Like whether it's a whistle or a clap or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, just all the different ways we make meaning out of sound. Um, that was kind of one of the strongest impressions that I had. I, I, I was kind of trying to think, and you can't really do this, but I, w I was kind of trying to think what the movie would be like without the trappings that it's in <laughs> like uh -huh. what like what the experience of the movie would be like if it were like in color and like what if someone in post went in and dubbed <laughs> all the voices and all the sound effects <laughs> and added color and it was just a regular yeah. movie yeah yeah <laughs> that's interesting like what would your and again that's totally unfair that's not what the movie is it, but like it would be uh singing in the rain that's what it would be yeah, yeah that's right yeah. Sean, you got the Corona cough going on. Yeah, I've had a cough since like July, <laughs> and I've been to the doctor a couple times. They think it's allergies. Okay, I don't know, but yeah, I'm coughing, so I'll be muting and unmuting. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be able to like speak. Um, at what point in the movie did like you forget that it was a silent movie? If that makes sense. Like mine was when they're back screen or behind the screen at the movie theater it's the end of the movie and then all of a sudden he's like waiting for the applause and then the applause happened and you can just see his reaction of the applause happening i thought that was a fun little moment that's such a great moment yeah uh i i like to get lost in movies um i you know i there's a lot of movies i like you you suspend disbelief while you watch a movie, right? Like especially like comic book movies or whatever. Um, and and I get lost in movies. And the that iPad for Paul right nightmare, now, guys. the dream sequence, uh, like kind of woke me up and was like, oh crap, yeah, there. I forgot that there was that this is a silent. Like I was just in the movie, and then you know all of a sudden there's sound. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's right, the sound. What what was I watching? <laughs> I don't know. It just it was kind of a fun experience to have. I didn't like how they added the voices. I didn't like hearing his French accent. <laughs> that was the that was the critical piece. That's why he couldn't be in a talkie. 
Jeez. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Without, like, <laughs> no one would watch him. No one would want to to hear his, his thick French accent. What He was in a movie shortly after, because he got really famous for, like, a few minutes because of the artist. And I don't remember what, but he was, like, in a movie right afterwards. I'm, don't look it up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm saying don't look it up to Mayor. While he's looking it up, you can see Literally it. while I'm looking it up. <laughs> well, I don't know if he was, like, a v- villain or something, because villains always have... I came into this movie thinking this was the best movie of 2012. So it's going to be better than... 2011. Oh, yeah. It's 2012. 2012. It's going to be better than The Descendants with... Midnight in Paris. <laughs> no, that was 2011. It's going to be better than... But this was up against Midnight in Paris. This was the 2011 awards that were held in 2012. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Well, I don't see... Well, it wasn't even nominated, though. I'm looking at... It won. I'm looking at the 84th Academy Awards. Uh, he was in The Wolf of Wall Street. Best picture. I was thinking this was going to be better than The Descendants, better than Hugo. Oh, there's Midnight in Paris. Better than Midnight in Paris. Better than Moneyball, which was a great movie. Moneyball's really fun. I didn't see War Horse or Tree of Life. or And I saw Hugo or some of it, and I didn't like it. And I don't I, like Hugo. I think I've seen all these movies. I didn't see The Help. I didn't see extremely loud and incredibly close, but I love the Descendants, and so I'm I'm I see this movie and it's not the best picture. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's a novelty. <laughs> uh, here's the deal, though. They made a movie about making movies. Of course, they're going to win all the awards. Mm-hmm. Come on, always. Man. Yeah, it was always. totally Oscar bait. <laughs> but no, like this this is like what Jason was saying. Like his expectations totally changed how much. He liked the movie and that's how I went into it too like the first time I saw it before the Academy Awards I really liked it but then as soon as it starts losing to these other movies or winning to these other movies that I liked better all of a sudden my expectations are different and I have to look at it with a more critical eye and it's like maybe I don't like this movie <laughs> but now watching it all these years later it's like yeah that's a solid movie it's not the best movie but I really liked it I, I'm, my vote was for Descendants. I still think that's like one of my favorite movies ever made. Probably number two or three. Thor Ragnarok and then Descendants. <laughs> yep. And then Nebraska. That's a black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it a, is. It's a better black and white, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> fighting words. <laughs> no, I thought it was fine. I don't like when movies, I don't like when bad things happen to people, especially when these writing checks. And I'm like, oh no! And it's like 1928. I'm like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also didn't think that his black and white movies that he was making were that great. That's all. Okay. <laughs> He's in the sandpit, the, and the movie ends, and she's like that, crying, thinks it was like the best movie. No. That well, was... she's cr- she's crying because it symbolizes like what's happening He's... to him in real life. Yes. He sees him sinking into the sand. Why would he write that movie? Like, that's not how those movies would end. Like, it, it, he's the hero. The hero dies in his own movie? No, that is that is symbolism. At, you know, purely that's a, symbolism. That's some dark movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't like how he treated his wife. 
or how the wife is portrayed. All she did was draw funny cartoons on his pictures. That didn't. And he was just a, like a douche. He just stonewalled her and like silent treatment. Like what's I wanted to get into the deal. Like what's the deal between those two? Yeah. How did they get that way? Have some. It's been a long. It, it that would be like, I don't know. That just felt like festering wound. You know, like it's been that way for a long time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just a jerk. I think that he is. <laughs> kind of a jerk. Yeah, I I felt a little weird about some of the gender stuff, like why she's so in love with him um, yeah what what redeeming quality does he have you know <laughs> um well and it seems like a lot of in another movie so much of that would be dealt with through the conversations that they have right mm-hmm. and instead you just see them laughing together a lot and and so um <laughs> and so that's that's where we're left is to fill in like oh that laughing means they really made a connection yeah, I, the thing that I thought was kind of weird, though, is they do play that whole relationship like a romance, but it's not really a romance. Like, at the end, they're in a movie together. Like, you don't yeah. see them kiss. You don't see any indication that they're in a relationship. Like, there's that scene when they're filming their first movie together where they're dancing together that there's, like, this spark and connection that kind of sets you up to think it's going to be a romance. But after that, I mean you could tell me that they're just really good friends and I guess I might believe you. There's the scene in his uh, back room, green room, whatever, where she, she does the weird hand thing. Right. There's I that. Liked that. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of really great physical acting in the movie. Um, and that, I mean, that's, you mean mugging? Right, what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mugging. Mugging. <laughs> mugging at the camera. Yeah. There's some good parts. But I had my expectations too high. <laughs> I thought it was that juxtaposition. Um, she's like driving to his house, and he's about to like kill himself with a gun in the mouth. And this is supposed to be Hollywood, but like there's like these skyscrapers. And what city are they supposed to be in? Did you guys see like the the, the backdrops of the city that she's like driving her fancy car through? No, it wasn't California. Was... Really, I didn't. <laughs> you were, yeah, I, I extra focused on that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look that up because, like, what? That's funny. I, I think a lot of the those types of scenes are supposed to highlight like the movie setness of it, um, because all of those streets are the types of big movie sets that they used to build and they don't build as often anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it did, it kind of felt like New York when she's in the driving through the big buildings and, the, but then the neighborhoods look like California. Uh-huh. John thoughts. Um, so I kind of went all out on this one. Did you um, like it? better this or did you still like it so let so let me back up so i i watched it i watched it before the academy awards and since then i've seen it brought up online several times and usually it's people saying oh this is just a silent movie for people that haven't seen silent movies before like for people that are actual film buffs and that know silent movies like this isn't a special movie and so i'm like this is 
a complete gap in my knowledge. So I went online and I found a list of the top 10 silent movies Whoa. and I watched them. I was planning, <laughs> wow. wow. I, I was, yeah, I was planning on doing that anyway. At Name, some some. Point. Name some of those. So I just, I don't even know if this is a good list, but um, the first one was Passion of Joan of Arc, which was amazing. Okay. Like that's totally worth watching. <laughs> the rest of them. Do you have the year that they're kinda, made? Almost all of them, and this is kind of important, I think. Almost all of them are like 1929, okay. which is like right before they started making movies with sound. So mm-hmm. it's like these were the best they could come up with to that point, and movies just kept getting better, only they had sound now. So I don't know that there's really anything that special about silent movies. But um, yeah, Passion of Joan of Arc, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. That one was really good, but it was just so dated um there was an alfred hitchcock one the lodger that i didn't really like um there was one called the wind this one i think is sort of related to that scene where he's sinking in the the quicksand because this one is like this tragedy and it's set up like the whole movie is miserable and then in the last scene they're like oh i love you now and it's just a happy ending for no reason it's based on a book that's a tragedy so like that's totally what hollywood was doing back then was just cramming a happy ending and in his movie you know, he actually pulled off a tragedy, which I guess maybe is more <laughs> impressive. But um, I pretty am, pretty amazing that he would say as he's dying, "I never loved you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Terrible. <laughs> I did like that one. Um, then I watched the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, which is sort of like an old horror movie that whatever. I watched Metropolis, which was like amazing to look at, uh-huh. but it. I don't know that it holds up. Like it was worth watching. That was one that I enjoyed watching. I've seen scenes I watched... on YouTube. I haven't seen. Yeah, that movie. that might be enough. And that was the longest one too. Most of these are like an hour long. That one was like two and a half hours. Um, the General, which was the first Buster Keaton movie that I'd seen, and I'd seen like little clips online before, and that was probably enough. Um, and then there was Battleship T- Potemkin and yeah. Earth, which are both like soviet propaganda films that were surprisingly good but they were obviously propaganda and then the last one was one i'd already seen city lights which is a charlie chaplin movie and that was really the only one that i loved like i love charlie chaplin that's one of my favorite movies but like after watching all of these like my conclusion after watching them was like i'm glad i did it but it was more interesting than it was entertaining you know i'm not going to go back and watch a whole bunch of silent movies and i feel like this movie is about on par with these other ones. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was a good silent movie, but like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what um, was it 2007 or 2006? Me and Rachel watched every single Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. We got them from the library or had an Alfred Hitchcock like DVD collection. And that was great. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah. So I really like his of, movies. You go all out, Sean. You just like <coughs> listen to all the songs, watch mm-hmm. all the movies. I'm thinking we should do like another band to do a listen to all the songs on. Yeah, Me and Sean fun. did uh, Weezer. We did Modest Weezer. Mouse and Weezer. We did Modest Mouse. We listened to every single Modest Mouse song. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot more than you think there is. <coughs> so what else? So this movie, though. So this one, like, 
I, it felt kind of similar to these other ones where being a silent movie, it kind of dragged in moments, but there were other parts that like just totally charm you. And the ones that really landed for me was like that scene where she has her arm through the jacket and she's, you know, pretending that it's him. And then um, the scenes where like the recurring gag where every time there's a gun, the dog plays dead. Like those like totally landed exactly the same as they do in like a Charlie Chaplin movie. Like I really, really liked those, those bits. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I thought it was just a good movie. I wish it hadn't won all these awards so that I wasn't like trying to compare it to other stuff and I could just appreciate it for what it is. Um, the, the other things that, um, that I really liked, and this was kind of confusing to me, but there were like certain things that he like technological limitations that he really held to, like he used the old aspect ratio where it's like four to three, like an old TV. And I really like that. It really works well for silent films. Cause you don't have like these big um, like landscape panoramic views. It's like tight in on the actor's face. And I thought that that really worked well in this movie. Yeah, it took me a while to actually, like, I think I was, like, watching the end credits. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> what are those black parts? I just get lost in it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It took me a while. And then the other thing that I didn't realize this until I was reading about it after, but I guess he, he didn't use any zooms. Like, there are no zoom shots because they didn't have that technology back then. Wow. So it was kind of interesting to me how he's, like, holding so tight to these old technologies but then he's um putting sound in the dream sequence and the one that really um caught me off guard was uh there's the song uh i wrote it pennies from heaven so they have a song in the soundtrack with lyrics and it's like you can't do that in a silent movie like you're limiting yourself to not use zooms and then you cheat on the soundtrack that's not fair (laughs) no they would have they would have uh this is one of my notes they would have had the orchestra play the song at the theater and had had somebody uh, uh, sing uh, "Pennies from Heaven." I guess so. They, yeah, maybe. You wrote that down as your notes? No, on my notes, <laughs> I wrote, I wrote that uh, that the theater experience is so different from the theater experience now, based on that movie. Like it's all ornate and beautiful, and there's a freaking orchestra playing live, and the, everyone's in a tuck and and it's like an event and that's like the polar opposite of what we have now and everyone's smoking and it smells like old tobacco yeah but that was everybody everywhere everywhere i mean i i work with a bunch of people that remember everyone wearing blazers and ties to my work and then smoking in the office and smoking in the bus going to the 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 test site It's a different world. All right. Everyone Sorry, look, did I cut you off, Sean? Everyone look at the camera and smile on the count of three. One, two, three. Good job, everybody. Oh, man, my picture. <laughs> yeah, keep on going, Sean. I like it. That That's most of it. Uh, Anthony already talked about this a little bit, but I was kind of wondering, like, like why what does this accomplish by being a silent movie like i guess it's just an homage to old silent movies and that's fine but like what does it accomplish beyond just watching one of those old silent movies instead and i don't know that i have like an answer to that and i think i'm glad this movie exists anyway so i guess it accomplished what it wanted to and then as i was reading about it the other thing that i saw um a lot of people mention is that the movie is just like 
built out of cliches. Like most of these moments are lifted like directly from other old silent movies. And I guess maybe if I'd seen more than just 10 of them, I would have picked up on that a lot more. Um, so it's like, does it really accomplish something by taking all these bits and pieces of other things that already exist and cramming them together? Like, does it make something new and worthwhile? And Oscar bait. Yeah. <laughs> to well, me, it like, it, it, still, it still works. So I. Well, it worked because you went out and watched these old silent movies, which, <laughs> which it paid homage to. Like, well, how many other people went out and didn't know anything about silent movies and watched this movie and said, oh, yeah, there's some artistic value in these old things, and then go out watch the top 10 silent movies i don't know but i i still i don't think that i liked it more this time after having watched all those movies than i did last time when i'd probably only seen one silent movie before mm. you know i i think that it was like a good like educational experience that i was planning on doing anyway but i don't think it changed how i appreciate movies that much i don't know i think he deserved best actor he did good. Like yeah. Who won that year instead? He did. He, won. he did. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Best actor, Jean Dujardin. And then there was That's great. Uh, A Better Life, George Clooney for The Descendants, Gary Oldman for Tinker, Taylor, Soldier Spy, and Brad Pitt for Moneyball. Those were the nominees that year. That was a strong year. <clears throat> and he was nominated too, but didn't win, right? Who was? The Peppy Miller. What's her name? Her best actress. Bernice Bejo. Yeah, but it was best supporting. I was surprised they put her as best supporting instead of in a lead role. A lot of times that's the studio tinkering with things so they can get more nominations. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Bernice Bejo, Peppy Miller. She didn't win. Octavia Spencer for the help one. I didn't think she did that great. That's all. I was, um, watching, I was watching the end dance scene. She didn't. She wasn't that good of a dancer. <laughs> her, her arms weren't where they're supposed to be. I don't know. So I wanted to argue a few things for the merits of the movie um, because Chad's bringing so much hate right now. Um, <laughs> but... I'll bring one um, one positive that I did like. Oh, he did a great job, especially like the almost committing suicide scene. That was intense. And the yeah. music was building, and he was he was committed. It was a really good, really good scene. That's all. I like that. So, so it was interesting to hear Chad and Jason, both of you, talk about getting lost in the movie, um, or forgetting that it's black and white. Um, not black and white, excuse silent. me, but silent, silent. Um, because for me, so much of the movie was about the fact that it's a movie. And so just over and like anytime there's dialogue where you have to read or dialogue that they don't give you to read, um, just brought that to my attention again, all of the little tricks they do, like the one that was one of you pointed out about, um, just right at the beginning when he, he reacts to the applause before you see the applause, the bang that you hear that you, you're, you're not sure what it was because uh, of the apparent suicide, but it, then it's the crash of the car. Um, 
the showing of the other movies, the little winks to the camera that when they're in those other movies, they always do. Um, yeah, so like I never, for me, it was like, oh, this is really interesting. The all the different ways that it's showing you that movies are made, and um, and the ways in which you can do little clever things when you have a limitation in the form, like getting rid of the sound. Like you can do a bunch of just uh, have little tricks. Um, I I don't know that that like takes us to any like great meaning or anything, but um, there were a couple of moments that I was really touched by. I think it's when he's watching that movie um, that he made, or maybe it's when he's watching a different movie, but I think it's when he's watching that movie. It shows his face in the background and the piano sort of tinkles up. Um, uh, and it, it was just, the only way that for me, I just felt like a little bit of magic just for a second when it showed his face watching his own movie and the piano background. But um, it was just like a really quick moment that stayed with me. But yeah, I, I thought there was just so much cleverness, but I, I don't think I ever was lost in the movie at all. And that for me, that actually made it kind of an enjoyable experience to be thinking about the ways in which um it was always drawing attention to itself yeah uh speaking of the music they won best original score for that hey mayor i really liked the music i thought they did a good job of making it sound like it was from you know the like 1930 without making it sound i don't know bad Mm -hmm. you know I, I, it felt modern and good and like it fit the film. And like a lot of these old movies I watched, the soundtracks were kind of corny and just not that good. So I think they struck a really good balance. Hey, Mayor, can you share your screen and let's watch the trailer? <clears throat> you should have done this yep. first. Yeah. Was... This is going to be good for all the people at home listening because of all the dialogue that's going to be on there. <laughs> uh, which trailer? I don't know. I didn't watch any of them. This one. That seems like the official trailer. Let's do an ad first. We should also watch the trailer to Dune just to get excited. Oh, I'm super excited, actually. (laughs) Super excited. All right, here we go.
Slow clap. Okay. So that was weird because <laughs> I, I was expecting a like normal trailer, but I'm like, of course there's, it's not going to have any voices. You know, right. like what, what, what was I expecting? Uh, but number two was like, it felt like it was just like a recap reel or something like just to like, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like a trailer. Like it didn't feel like it was telling the story very, it, it was kind it was trying, but it, it just felt weird. It just felt like, Oh, these were all the cool stuff that happened in that. You know, I don't know. That was, it was a weird trailer. It reminds me that I did like, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I saw like those it. scenes. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, that was fun. Oh yeah. That was fun. Oh yeah. I liked his, his pencil mustache. And it slowly growing into a thicker mustache when he was poor. <laughs> mm. He does have bad teeth though, which is great. You don't see like famous actors give a big smile and like, oh, those aren't like perfect teeth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I have a list of non uh, Anthony approved, only superficial uh, things that I want to talk about. <laughs> that's here, right? and then. And then Anthony can be like, oh, that reminds me of something really <laughs> deep and interesting. Um, I'm okay. going to stop talking. <laughs> no, no. I appreciate it. But I, it just, I don't, I don't think that way. Uh, I think superficially. So uh, my first note was uh, Weinstein, Weinstein Company. Oh, um, fun. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is that they are both French. Uh uh, the the two main actors they're both French which is uh, I, I didn't expect that out of out of her I guess um, and that's probably a reason why she doesn't even in the end she, they don't give her any a voice which is well, interesting on IMDb it says she was born in Argentina yep. so I just assumed she was from Argentina but is she she is Argentine French she's a French okay. Argentine actress best known for playing blah 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 blah. uh but she was in a knight's tale evidently oh that's the worst movie no it's a good movie 10 things i hate about you is the worst movie no i like knight's tale it's fun did you yeah uh okay uh another thing credits at the beginning i hate credits at the beginning and credits at the end what the credits at the beginning you gotta listen to the score Ugh, I hate that. Uh, the orchestra, theater, that was fun. The mustache. Um, love John Goodman in this. He was just fun in this. He was great. Uh, I like the chauffeur, too. I think he was great. Yes, he was great. And I like him in Babe, too. That, I was thinking about Babe the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad the leads weren't famous for anything else. Like... Yeah, uh, maybe they're famous in in France, but not here. so. So I don't know if this is on your list, Jason, but I was looking through IMDb and whatever, and apparently, the director and both of the leads made a movie before this called OSS One Seventeen Cairo Nest of Spies, and it's like a James Bond parody, like comedy movie, 
and that was what like i guess was really successful in france or whatever so that was what gave them the exposure to be able to make this weird artsy movie in america <laughs> did like, you watch it did anybody totally watch it i watched the trailer i okay i saw i saw the trailer i saw that they were both in it i'm like you know playing they they were both the leads in that i was that was i was like they're in both that's weird i don't know that's funny yeah, I was thinking about watching it, but then in the trailer, the dialogue was really, really fast with subtitles, and it's like, I can't keep up with that. <laughs> um, a comment was uh, that me and, me and my wife had was the talent, and just dealing with, like, the talent, like, throwing a fit or stopping production over something silly or whatever just kind of made me giggle. Um, that nightmare scene loved it i loved every minute of it just because i'm lost in the movie and what was it what was it the scene that where he's his dream where suddenly he's without sound but we are with sound when and it just threw it off it, it i just i love that scene i can watch that over and over again what was it again oh, sorry i don't he's in everybody his... everybody else can talk and make noise and he can't and but and and then the, as the audience, you hear his glass hit for the first time. You hear sound, but he's like, "I can't hear." You know, I loved it. I don't remember. Ugh, that was like the best. That was the best I, one. I kind of wish. Chad, no wonder you that. had like a weird experience with the movie if you can't remember that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like that, there were just a couple scenes like that. There was that one, and then the final scene, and maybe there's another. I'm not remembering where it's like okay this is a silent movie but it's really not like we can do this other stuff and play with the form and i wish they would have like ran with that but instead you just get these little nuggets of it yeah there's the there's the point where he like sees his reflection with the tux and the police officer comes and talks to him but it's all silent for us and it's silent for it's confusing because but it's kind of cool because it's silent for him i thought that was cool I'm like, I wonder what that, I was like wondering what the, the, that conversation was like at the end of the movie. What was that conversation? <laughs> uh, so I was reading, I was reading something on that and someone was postulating that he was, he had honed in on the fact that his voice will never be, and you know, it kind of makes sense in the end, but his voice will never be something that American audiences will want to hear. And it was just focusing in on just just the simple things. That guy can can do something that he cannot. And that's supposedly what would what drove him over the end. Because that's that was the uh the the point where he snapped and and uh did the whole suicide thing almost. So I found that interesting. Uh, okay. Sounds like uh, speculation to me. Absolutely. But <laughs> I liked it. That's that was the scene that made him snap. Um, uh, talkies just made me think of uh, uh, what should we call it? Singing in the rain. So much smoking. So much smoking. Everyone freaking smoked, and so many hats. Everyone had a hat. There was no one did not have a hat except for him, maybe because he had the slick back hair. But everyone had a hat. It was ridiculous. Um, Clifton, the uh, his 
chauffeur, I guess, slash right-hand man. Why was he so loyal? Like, I don't... What made him so great of a person to be so loyal to him? I don't know. I wonder I mean, that, too. Like, it seems like the whole character arc is he's this prideful guy, and as soon as he sort of loses his value, you know, he starts to crash, and then he's redeemed by, like, accepting the love of all these people who loved him despite the fact that he's been a jerk the whole time. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why... Peppy and I guess Clifton, like why they cared the whole time. I, I he seemed a little egoy, but not not to his detriment. I don't know if that makes any sense. It, he 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 pulled. I feel like he pulled it off, but at the same time, like I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I haven't thought that one through. But I just feel like. They didn't give him a good reason to be loyal, but they also didn't give him a bad reason. Like, he, they didn't... His character wasn't a complete douchebag. He was just kind of a charming douchebag. I don't know. I don't know why Clifton was loyal either. Like, when was the last time I paid you? Six months or well, a year. And then he's like, you're fired. And he's like, but I don't have anywhere to go. Like, well, you haven't been paid. How are you like, even alive? Yeah. <laughs> How are you buying? Where do you go at night? Where, what? <laughs> yeah, did, did they live together? I don't or know. Like... <laughs> yeah, I was a little I, confused. I, they every uh, I think every time he had like uh, the nightmare scene, he had like the breakdown. Uh, they played with the angle of the camera, and I really enjoyed that. Every time he he like. He got inside his own head and and had a breakdown or or had was struggling. Uh, they did the the, the slightly askewed uh, camera angle. Is and that like a one Dutch, that... Angle? Dutch angle? Is that right? There you go. There's a Dutch angle. Dutch angle, huh? That's a thing. I went and had a freshman year film class. Thank you very much. <laughs> Got like a C minus in it, I think. Maybe maybe a D plus. Dutch angle. There it is. That was my best grade freshman year. It was probably a D plus. <laughs> uh, no, I loved every time they used that. Uh, it was powerful. Um, and then the one, the thing, the scene that made that pop out to me was the the mirror scene where he where he dumps the the alcohol on the mirror. That was a that stood out to me. I liked that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. That shot. Um. Uh, he, he was at the movies and it was packed and everyone's laughing or whatever. I think it was at, at a Peppy Miller movie and the guy next to him elbows him. I mean, I mean he's so annoyed. Like, Don't touch me. Who are you? <laughs> um, why did she like him? Uh, we kind of talked about that. Yeah. I, I still don't know. Um, Oh, and they also do the the angled mirror in the room with all of his stuff, you know, where where all the white sheets, uh-huh. where kind of has like a a freak out there. Um, the 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 bang that 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 whole scene, oof, gives me tingles every time. I think it was really uh, fake, where he was standing in the middle of fire, and the room wasn't filled with smoke, and only part of the room, part of the house, was burnt. 
and the whole house didn't burn. He lit a bunch of highly flammable film and minor flame damage. That's, that's minor, right? Well, yeah, and he he can't get out of the fire, but then the policeman comes five minutes later after the fire would have built, and he can just walk in and pull him out. Like, <laughs> <what>? Yeah, <laughs> I got you, Sean. What, what's We're on the, the same pipe. I think the idea <laughs> was that he had he had been in there too long and had consumed too much smoke. But I think you're pointing to something really interesting about the whole the movie, and whether you accept this or not, kind of determines your experience. A lot of the movie is that a lot of it is it feels really unreal right and like the like something like clifton staying forever or um or yeah why didn't he just like why didn't he walk out of the house or different things like that like there there are a lot of things like that like in a different movie that i would just be like oh yeah that's a plot hole in this movie it was it felt a little different. For yeah, me. like the dog being lassie and saving, running to a police officer. And yeah, him. yeah. Running past people to a police officer he might be able to see. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, no woman spoke in the entirety of that movie. I thought that was uh, interesting. But... It, did ha- it did have the laughing women in his dream. That was super creepy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's not speaking. <laughs> um, I I remember something about uh, movies like if you are going to to be if you're like an extra to be in the credits, you have to have a speaking part. You have to actually talk. And so I was wondering if there should only be like three people that should be actually <laughs> in the credits because <laughs> only three people spoke in the entire movie. Um, uh, after the movie uh, the words out of my wife's mouth were such a good movie oh fun it is a, such a good movie Karen liked it yeah did Karen want to jump on this podcast no <laughs> I doubt it is your baby sleeping yes thankfully well I've got five kids running around behind me <laughs> Because Rachel's at an emergency bunko night. Emergency bunko night. <laughs> yeah, how old is your youngest now? He's two and two months. I, if I had a two and two month year old hunter running around, he would be exactly right here watching me this entire time. <laughs> so, Maybe. Jason, are you still in like lockdown mode? Yeah, we're pretty. We're fairly hardcore. Um, yeah. How's your garden this year? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, for reals though, we're, it's our, our raspberries are, we've done six batches of, of jam, raspberry jam. I mean, it's, it's incredible right now. Um, it's hard to keep up with. All right. We did. We did. Uh, let's turn this into my garden podcast. That's All right. right. <laughs> we need we to catch did. up on Clint's reptiles and see how many subscribers and Patreon members you have. I I watched Clint tell me about centipedes and whether or not it's the best pet. So <laughs> I'm, I'm all caught up on Clint for the month. 
<laughs> and so, Jason, you watched that video like 12 times while you were editing it? Probably. I, I mean, I was there for the filming. Uh, we edited it. My wife then edited it. I looked over it after it was, oh, it was too much. That's, there's so many times. And then while you're watching it, you tweak stuff and you go back and, and like, watch it, make sure you, had the, you didn't clip it too close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was remembering Anthony talking about his, uh, he was going to start a writing group with his old college buddies. And then I cut him off and talked about my dream journal. And we never got to hear about his writing group, but it turns out they didn't even start the writing group. So I was like <laughs> looking forward to hearing about this writing group. <laughs> no, it's been like a major disappointment for me, honestly. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, man. Well, what else is going on, Anthony? Uh, we also take it really serious. I mean, Utah is having a huge, huge spike in cases right now. Um, oh, okay. It's really bad. Uh, but. Anthony? We lost him. Anthony? But. Oh, no. Anthony! <laughs> we lost him. Did he end his sentence on butt? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm hanging. He's telling us how bad things got in Utah, and then he just drops off the call. Yeah. How's Texas, Sean? I don't know. I don't leave my house. Yeah? Yeah. No, I've been sick, too. So, like, I don't want to go to the store and cough. So I was looking at my um, Google Maps, like, timeline to see everywhere that I've been, and I've only been to the doctor. It's like, since the last time we talked, I went to the doctor twice. Oh, no, we really did lose Anthony. Oh, man, he's out. Um, yeah, and I, I had one day of field work, so I went to Louisiana on Wednesday. And besides that, I've just been at home, and it's been super hot. And today, a cold front finally came through, but we have a tropical storm coming in the other way, so it's going to start raining and get all muggy tomorrow. We got, like, one day of nice weather. Oh, yeah. It hasn't Pretty rained bad. in Las Vegas since it's, it, we broke the record. It's, like, 150 days since early april wow and uh the high was only 100 today anthony's back hey so anthony let's see if you can finish your sentence (laughs) you you end you ended on butt (laughs) i have no idea what i'm saying (laughs) you're on lockdown utah high at a high case count but oh i i said homeschool's going well okay um I think I mentioned last time we decided to do that because we didn't think the the online schooling would work well, especially for our, our little people. So yeah. um, that's going better than I thought it would, actually. Cool. Awesome. You got a curriculum? We have some books that we're working off. I mean, our main goal is just to make sure that they're not behind. And... Yeah. Cool. Now, Rachel's teaching my kids. And then they do like geography stuff where they do like different continents. And so she had, she made flan because we learned about Mexico. Nice. Nice. It was great. (laughs) And then, uh, oh yeah. Have anybody tried uh, kombucha? It's like a fermented drink. I've tried it. I've only tasted it though. I was like, oh, this is fine, but it's not something that, I, I drink regularly. It. I think it's gross. 
And I was wondering if there's <laughs> if there's like a brand that's good or like a flavor that's good. Because apparently the one that I got isn't my favorite. But I also was looking at the sugar count and I got the one with the least amount of carbs. So maybe that's why it was so gross. <laughs> oh, where else? Well, Sean was talking about how bad Houston is. I was talking about how bad Las Vegas is. Anthony's wearing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to go outside. It's it's finally cool today. Um, it's nice. Yeah, today was finally cool, and that meant like the high was in the high 80s. Re- oh, really nice. just the humidity dropped down. That's the killer in Texas. But yeah, I went for a run today, and I was like, this is great. And it's going to be gone tomorrow. It was, uh, it rained today for me yeah. and it was cool, but it was also smoky. So that kind of killed it this morning for me. Yeah. We've had a lot of smoke in Utah. We were going to go. So we went to Moab a couple weeks ago for Labor Day and that was fun. And we were going to plan. So Rachel's grandpa's turning 99 and he wow. lived in, he lives in, um, Concord like next to where Anthony lived for several years. Yeah. So we're going to go up there, but we're going to go to Yosemite for a couple of days before. And Yosemite's closed because of poor air quality. Like the whole park is closed because of smoke. Hmm. And we're going to yeah, go up all, in, in two All the weeks. national parks in California. Really? Because, uh, so when we, if, I, I used to live in Fresno, and when we went to the mountains, we would go through the the Shaver Lake fire essentially. So like where where we always go camping and go up to the mountains, that place is on fire. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, that's sad. So we canceled the condo that we had in Angel Falls. Maybe you can't. No, I can't remember what Angel is. You know, Mayor? It's next to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And then. So any vacation we plan in 2020 is canceled. In April, we had a flight. We paid for the plane tickets. We had a condo scheduled. We're going to uh, Florida, like Fort Lauderdale. And I rented a car with credit card with uh, credit card points and everything. I got reimbursed for the car, but I never got reimbursed for the flights. So that was a bust. That was in April. And then we had a trip planned to Glacier in July, no, in June, and Rachel's nephew committed suicide the day that we were leaving. Yikes. And so we went up to Utah, and Mayor didn't let us stay at his house. Yeah. No, I, I fully own that. <laughs> and now we had a trip planned to Yosemite, and that's canceled now, too. So it's been a good year, guys. Uh, the one, the, uh, there's two things that I look forward to every summer. Uh, one is my garden. Uh, two is like going to a cabin. Um, we'll often go to the cabin with my dad's family. We'll go to a cabin with, uh, Will and Clint. Um, and they'll often just me and Karen and, and Hunter will go to a cabin. And Whose cabin do you go with Will? We'll just rent one on like Airbnb. You guys are like BFFs. Yeah, well, I see him a lot. And you don't I invite you don't invite me and Rachel and five boys. 
<laughs> you don't invite uh, seven more people? Seven more people? Listen, the last time you invited me to your, uh, your whatchamacallit? Your Sleep parents' over? timeshare? Timeshare? Uh-huh. We went. You haven't invited me since. So. Well, I invite fault. you to, to Las Vegas and you decline every time. Uh, you also invite yourself to stay at my house, and I also declined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just I love like just going to the mountains and going to a cabin, and it has made me super bummed that it hasn't happened. So I've decided to make a goal in some odd years. I have a number of years, but I don't think it'll actually happen in those years that I will actually own a cabin. Uh, so that's my that's my new goal is to own a cabin. Is that with with your reptile money? Yep. Oh, that's great. I, I've I've been really glad this year. My sister and her husband wake make way more money than we do, and they bought a cabin this year. So we've oh. been able to use their cabin. I'm Where's that? So jealous. Uh, in the Uintas. Okay. What's the name of that? It, Tabiona is the name of the town that it's closest to. Wow. On my drive to Moab, we went up through 70. We drove up, and that was my first time driving through the middle of Utah. And that's barren wilderness out there. And then went through Green River, went down to Moab, and then instead of coming back the same way, we did a big circle route and went down through like landing and down into Arizona and then up and stayed in Page for a night and then drove through Kanab and then went down through Colorado City. I was hoping I would see some Puganus, but I never did. Oh, you just, you just weren't looking very hard. I can point him out. No, we were just driving on the on the highway. We didn't go through town oh, or anything. Okay. But I, I had my eyes peeled like, is that a polygamist house? It has to be because it's halfway done and it's got tons of bedrooms. <laughs> That's terrible. It doesn't have any siding, so it's got to be a polygamist house. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think Paul's going to call in. He was looking for an out. Yeah. So, Okay. So let's just note that we decided to reschedule when Anthony couldn't make it, but we <laughs> chose not to reschedule when it was just Paul. <laughs> I think it was the numbers. No, it was like it was the it was hour the before. Anthony let us know like a day before at least, right? No, I no, I thought I responded like the same time Paul did about. Yeah, it was just the two of you, but mm-hmm. but still, I just found it interesting. Well, it looks like we love Anthony more than we love Paul. That can't be true. Everybody loves Paul deeply. <laughs> deeply. <laughs> well, he has to be on next time because then he's going to have to pick the movie for the uh, for the November. That's why we needed Anthony for the announcement, not because we loved you. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, wait a second. Did anybody watch Sharknado 3? Oh, hell no. No. Nobody did? I went as far as to see if the Sharknado movies were streaming, and they pretty much all are. And then I was like, nope, still not going to watch them. Oh, it was great. (laughs) 
You watched it? Yeah, I watched the whole there? thing. Oh, I fast-forwarded a little bit. But I watched <laughs> I watched the majority of it, and I enjoyed myself. It was a great time. More Henry, than... Henry came downstairs for, like, a drink of water or something, and he was like, what's this? And the chainsaw through the middle of a shark. And, like, what's-his-face pokes his head out. Oh, the best was the wife had a baby in space in a spacesuit. Okay, so they're at the space shuttle, and what? there's sharks coming up into the space shuttle. Sharks in space? Yeah, that was so good. And so she goes into the shark, <laughs> and then the shark's going through the atmosphere, and then it lands. But since she was inside the shark, she was able to survive and give birth. Obviously. And she has, instead of a real hand, a fake hand where she pulls off her hand and it's a chainsaw. So she's got a chainsaw arm just to kill sharks. And like all of a sudden, like you see the chainsaw. How, how big was the shark? It was a great white, so really big. <laughs> but she's cut through the belly, and then it was so unexpected. A baby's face comes out through the opening, and like this bloody baby, and it was the fakest baby, like a baby doll. And it was, oh, I was just like, this is the very end of the movie. And I just, I had like an, a 90 minutes of this crap. And it was just like a turning point. I just like loved it so much. <laughs> oh man, you guys should have watched it. It was so bad it's good. Huh? It was an alternate viewing. Oh, did you have any other like uh, a list of movies besides your, what was your process of picking a movie, Anthony? Um, so I was just looking at like every possible movie on Netflix or Amazon Prime mm -hmm. um, and like I I would like I would see a and it's kind of artsy movie or something something that would give us something to talk about and I would click on that movie and then I would look at all of the suggested movies mm -hmm. Um, based on that movie, yeah, uh, and I, I did that for like twenty movies at least, and um, but and then I was, I was look, I was thinking of a couple of others, like I saw Days of Heaven, which is a Terrence Malick movie, um, which I really enjoyed, um, was available on Amazon Prime, um, I was trying to pick something where, um the the female characters would be a little more like important to the story <laughs> than the last few that we like they wouldn't just be there for the men to like develop or whatever um and so i was even that just was looking, pretty good i yeah i wasn't able mm -hmm. to be there for that conversation oh yeah anthony which was sad um, uh, I think I've. Sorry, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, but but I so I I I really like uh, Joe Wright's movies. He made uh, Pride and Prejudice, and then later Atonement. Which one, the Karen Knightley one? Yeah, and then he made a a really strange adaptation of Anna Karenina, uh -huh. um, and I, I was considering that. Um, Is that Karen uh, Knightley too? 
Yeah, Joe Wright apparently really likes Kieran Knightley. Yeah, she was in Atonement too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That was a good movie. I liked that one. Um, and so I was thinking about Anna Karenina. That's a I I'd recommend it to you. It's it's weird. There's weird stuff going on, but I I enjoyed mm-hmm. that adaptation. And then I re- a lot of these were like period pieces, and I don't know what caused me to think. Oh, Bright Star. I wonder if that's available, but just other than a lot of those movies take place in the 19th century and that's another period movie that I liked and so I looked it up. When did I talk about Little Women? Is that on the first one? Yeah, I wasn't there when you talked about Little Women. I remember talking about Little Women. Yeah, I'm having a vague memory of that. I think that was the first one. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't listened to... I used to go back and listen to my podcast that I make and I haven't listened to any podcast since like the Emerson is Pain concert reunion. <laughs> I I can't listen to my voice. I'll never go back and listen to any of these. What you you experienced it once? Why? I mean, there's no need to experience it a second time. And maybe go- when I'm an old man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm in all my podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I so. This year, me and my wife decided to be a little bit more cultured. Uh, we bought season tickets to Hale Center Theater uh, up in up in Sandy. 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 There you go. Um, which is well, it was exciting, only for COVID to hit and ruin the season. But before it hit, we saw a play called Bright Star, and so I was like, "Wait, is that the same?" They're completely different, I think. Oh, really? But I was wondering if there's some overlap, but it looks like there's not. So what else did you see? Um, what else did we see? I was in a play. I was in a play what was it, four years ago. Were okay. you a, a soldier? Yeah, it was awesome. I what was in, play? It was a. Uh, hold on, it'll come back to me. The name of it is the um, Scarlet Pimpernel. That's right. I vaguely remember you telling me about that. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Right. I tried out and everything audition. <laughs> had to sing. Oh, man. I've down never, in, it, down never, in Vegas or yeah, what? Never, yeah, I've never been so nervous. I'm like, I got this. I can go and sing. I get there and like the director and the music director and like the assistant director, they're like watching me. I'm like, they're like, okay. I'm like completely blank. I forget everything. I'm like, wow. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I've, I've never been nervous before like that. Like, it was, it was great. <laughs> what else you Good see? Good job. Mayor? Uh, I think we saw, we only saw two, Bright Star and um, it's like some Australian, Strictly Ballroom is what we saw. Uh, which was fun yeah. and it was like acrobatic and, and they did a great job. Uh, but those were the only two that we saw before COVID hit. I've seen the movie Strictly Ballroom. Is it about the Australian ballroom yeah. scene? It's Australian. Yeah. That's, that's what the thing was about. It's like the same guy that made, um, Romeo and Juliet. So it's got like these weird camera moves and 
weird editing and like kind of trippy 90s feel to it and like raw i don't know you should watch it it's bothering hill center theater is fun i don't i forget the term for it but because it has that like 360 viewing Mm -hmm. yes cool that was that was really fun and then like stuff like props or whatever coming down and changing the scene that was yeah from the center center stage me and chad had a roommate mitch that was an actor and so he would give me and carrie free tickets to plays at the hale center theater and it was a lot of fun we saw beauty and the beast no time for sergeants and a couple others nice yeah so yeah, we've come was, to the Orm one, but this that was our first time going to the Sandy yeah. one. It was intense. Orm yeah. was like the there, There's one. Here. No. There's one in uh it's a in different. California too, near where I grew up. They just have one theater that's like the same down there. So in junior high, like our field trips would be to that same like Hale Center Theater, but in the valley outside of LA. That's cool. Yeah. Sean, do you have family in California still? Where are your parents at? Maybe. So Jana lives in Huntington Beach. She'll probably be there forever. My parents, just like two weeks ago, decided that they're going to move to Virginia. <laughs> Virginia? So, yeah. What's in Virginia? Yeah, so my, my, my dad's a lawyer. He went to school in Washington, D.C., so he passed the bar out there, and then they moved to California, and he passed the bar there. Those are the only places that he can practice law. And they don't really want to live in California anymore. So it's like, that's the only other option. Like Southern Virginia? So they've been trying to get out. D.C. area? Um, Char- Charlottesville, I think, is where they're um Any family that he going. has out there? But, no. Wow. So, I mean, the, the idea is they actually, as soon as my youngest brother went to school and they turned into empty nesters, they spent like a year kind of bouncing around all over the place. Maybe it was more than that. Yeah, it was more than that because they went and lived in my aunt and uncle's house while they were on a mission was Poland in, for in like Huntsville? a year and a half. They watched their house in uh in Liberty, Liberty. just outside Ogden. Yep. Yeah. That's a great. And then cabin. then they went they went yeah that's great. I'm worried that that's going to disappear when that whole generation starts dying, which is going to start happening soon. Anyway, um yeah, they went to Charlottesville for like six months and they loved it, and then they had to come back to California because that's where my dad can practice law. Um, so the idea is they'll move out there for three or four or five years until my dad can retire and then they'll settle in Utah. So it's just sort of a temporary move, but it's also kind of heartbreaking that my, my childhood home is going to be gone. He's, um, I should know this 62, 63, maybe. Cause you got an old, older brother. Yeah, Brady's my brother's. Oldest. Yeah, Brady's gonna turn forty-two in a couple months. Okay. Yeah. Not that old. Because you got a bunch of siblings yeah. between you and Brady. Yeah. Well, there's seven of us, and I'm right in the middle. So there's two sisters between me and Brady. We're all, all two years apart until you get to Sam. The big gap there, like eight years, I think. Yep. So I have a question for Anthony about Bright Star, because I probably read like a John Keats poem in my 11th grade Brit Lit class. And besides that, I don't really know. Like, should I read 
some John Keats poems or like read the Wikipedia article so that I know like what I'm watching or am I going to be good going to this movie totally blind? You're totally fine experiencing it blind. Um, okay. There's there's a few lines of dialogue or like narration that are from poems. Um, you, you'll see as you experience it that it's not just about John Keats. It's okay. Um, I mean that that has a lot to do with it, but it's also about Fawn Brody a lot. I'm excited. Gonna go to the library, get the DVD. Yeah, I mean it's a in a lot of ways it's just a period love story, but uh, because Jane Campion is the person who made it, I think it has some more interesting things going on, and we can talk about it more then. Yep, you're gonna grow a beard, Anthony. If I could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, start taking some biotin and get some. I used I I did that when I don't know if any of you saw on Facebook when I had like a barely mustache a long time ago, but I was taking biotin and not shaving and like. <laughs> what is, it is biotin? Just it's like, a, eat, like a vitamin. It's a. It's like. Uh, yeah, it promotes hair and and nail growth. Yeah, it's good like, for your hair. It occurs nails. naturally in foods, but then you can take it as a supplement as well, which I do. And look at this luxurious growth and these pockets of my my cheek. And then we can <laughs> talk about Sean, beard ours oil. are natural, right, Sean? Yep. No biotin. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need biotin. <laughs> I, I just can't. Jana, Jana hates it, and like if I ever want her to kiss my face again, like I should, I should continue to not have any facial hair. <laughs> All right. Well, um, is anybody else or Jason's excited for Dune? Did you guys read it, Sean or Anthony? I've not read it. I'm very. I want to read it before the movie, but I'm very excited for the movie. We'll see when it actually comes out because Tenet did so badly i don't know if any movies will come out yeah i'm having a really hard time reading during quarantine i just don't have the oh yeah because you don't drive anywhere anymore yeah and i i don't have my commute so like i don't have the audiobooks during the commute but also just like actually reading i just can't i haven't read reading a lot i have i i was reading like crazy and then once Hunter came along, I haven't read since. Uh, so this is this hopefully will get me back into the groove of reading because I was we were reading so much, but now we're we're not reading at all. So when life is come up? life is so fulfilling before children, isn't it? <laughs> Hunter ruined everything. Jason had Jason had a whole house to himself with just him and Karen. For real, what a dream! It was great. It was great. <laughs> I've never experienced how, that. How long do I have to read Dune? Till That's December. the question. December. Yeah, December, end of December it comes out. Yeah, like right before Christmas. Okay, maybe I'll and read it. That trailer, I got so excited after watching that trailer. It's like the soundtrack. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Did anybody the sand, watch the Sandworms? Are great. Yeah. Did anybody watch um, Spider Man Homecoming? No. Which one was he in France? in europe far far from home or something. far from home yeah i just watched it and I'm, i was 
I liked it until I thought about it afterwards, and now I don't like it. <laughs> like drones? Come on, you got drones? Is that really what you're going to say? <laughs> Dumb. It's the future. I do like Zendaya, though. I think she's great. So I think she's going to be good as Moadib's, what's her name? My wife. can't remember anybody else's name. I just remember Paul Atreides, Moadib. Why I named my little baby Paul? Really? Um, one of the reasons. Wow! All right, from a book. It listed as like one of the ten reasons. There could be reasons why not to name your baby, and it's because of someone that you knew was doing that or whatever. Like yeah. reasons to name your baby. Huh, you could be Paul Moadib, and also he could be the same as Paul Ricks. There you go. <laughs> Little Paul Ricks Jr. I went back and looked at where me and Paul's uh, ancestry meets. It's fun. it's fun. How far back is it? Oh, I can't remember now. Two or three greats. It's not that far back. I think there's Thomas E. Ricks. He's the Ricks College Ricks. And then his son, I think, is our common ancestor. So Hiram Jr., He's a polygamist. <laughs> Man, polygamist. It's because I drove through Colorado City. It, it's easy to have like common ancestry when there's a lot of polygamy involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you have the same last name and yeah. you're you live in Utah, it's, it's pretty, or Arizona, Intermountain West, especially if you're from Idaho. All right, man. Anybody else? Sean, Jason, Anthony? So do we have a tentative date for October? Just so that I can absolutely schedule it and say there's no way you can work on that day, Janet. So, uh, so not the second, third, fourth. What do we what are you guys doing next week? Let's just Yeah, let's, let's just, just... schedule <laughs> I mean I had I had time to watch ten silent movies. <laughs> so, like we could just do this every other day. That's right. Sean is gonna have to read the entirety of this guy's poetry before this thing comes. <laughs> That's out. right. Just to fill the time. I'm I'm gonna read everything that was written in the nineteenth century. <laughs> He, I mean, he died pretty young, so you could. There's not that much you could read a lot of it. I, I probably won't, but I, I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably watch the movie and then use that as the jumping off point if I want to. So you're talking about how little you guys read? I read more now than I've ever read before because of my sweet tanning session next to my pool. Right now, I'm reading Well of Ascension, which is the second Mistborn book in Brandon Sanderson's. Miss Born series. We were so into Brandon Sanderson before Hunter. Miss Born's great, or kind of great. Miss Born One is the best. There's like Kel and Kelsey or whatever his name, and he was great. Vin is the worst character, and she's not likable at all. I love her. And whatever. Half that of the movie is, is about her feeling uncomfortable wearing a dress and going to a ball, and details about her stupid dresses. Like, called what? character development. <clears throat> it's the worst. <laughs> and then the second book, I'm a hundred pages in, and it's so boring. And it doesn't have any good character. Oh, 
I'm gonna not the, read it, Mayor. The se- no, no, keep going. The second book is not as good as the first because the first is just Ocean's Eleven. The first was okay. It, the first is amazing. It's not amazing. All right, <laughs> it is so good. The second is not as good, it, but it's it's interesting because it's like the the power struggles and stuff. It's Even good. Henry said it was boring. You know what? Henry doesn't know. <laughs> Henry read the first one and liked it, and he read the Henry's second a one. Child. And he's <laughs> He's twelve, exactly. Preteen. Uh, no, the, but the second one's not as good as the first. So how about uh, I just read up... like the last fifty pages of the first one, and then You'll the Wikipedia lost, article? They, they completely like throw in some awesome stuff in there. Uh, I have a buddy that's actually reading that book right now, and he's talking to me about it. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm about to it gets, quit. It gets great. No, stick stick through it. Because then I think the, the after this Wayne podcast theory. episode, Chad and Jason have some like more stuff to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, Don't uh, give up. Do Sean or Anthony have any book suggestions? Um. Oh, the one that I read recently that I really loved. Shoot, I need to look at my list of all the books I read because I forget what it's called. Um. I might just finish the book What's just for about? spite. Just for spite, Mayor, and see how dumb it is. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'd be happy with that. Okay. I just do things to spite, Mayor. Uh, so, oh, I, I okay. agree. The, the, I have a suggestion books, for you guys. Books two and three are not as good as book one, but then it gets to the uh, Wax and Wayne trilogy or whatever, and it gets good again. Okay. I liked this one was okay. It was good enough to try the sequel. Okay, so the one that I read recently that I really liked, and recently is March. Um, it's called Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. And it's about this woman who um, is poor, basically, but went to a rich school. So she has she's friends with this rich woman who's married to a senator, and she basically gets hired on to watch this woman's kids and these kids spontaneously combust. Okay. So like they just randomly light on fire. So it's like, it's kind of just this silly premise, but it's like a really, really good commentary on like, you know, the class structure in America. And also it just seems like so relevant to raising children, you know, just having that <laughs> metaphor of like things are wrong. And now all of a sudden everything is literally on fire. Like it just, I don't know. And it's really short. And it's really easy to read. Is it like a magical realism or just not like it it almost reminded me of like Kurt Vonnegut, how like the world is just a completely normal, real world. But also there's this one totally bizarre science fiction thing that we're not even really going to explain all the way. But besides that, everything's just totally normal. Okay. So, yeah. So that one was really fun. And it's like 150 pages. Maybe it was really I think I I listened to the audio book. And I think I did it in a day. I think I'm that like far into The Wall of Ascension, and I'm like a tenth of the way through the book. <laughs> Big book. <laughs> what do you got, Anthony? I, I, well, Sean was talking, I just went and looked at my recent uh, books that I've read, and I, I think, I don't know if anybody's already read anything by him, but both of the short story collections that Ted Chang has written, uh, stories of your life and others or stories. Yeah. I think that's the name of the first collection. Um, in that collection, 
is contained the story that the movie Arrival is based on. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and then his more recent collection is called Exhalation. Um, but I think everyone here would really, I think that would like, it's a good match uh, for the, I think he's a good match for most people. But well, What was the first collection called? I think it's stories of your life and others or stories okay. of your life and other stories or something. And others. Right. I'm putting it on the list. Yeah, I'm adding you to my recommendations list, and I'm seeing that Chad told me to read Seven Years in Tibet and Starship Troopers, and I didn't. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> they were good. I, yeah, listening to Seven Years in Tibet was better than the Brad Pitt movie. I download, I have both of them on my Kindle. I just Starship Troopers is nothing like the movie and interesting on how pro-war it is i don't know it's just a... yeah because the movie's really anti-war um but uh chad did you go were you in that weird group of people that went to my grandma's house yep. and we watched seven years into yeah. i was i was asleep for that whole movie i but... stayed up i stayed up the whole time <laughs> Susie and sid and crystal and that was yeah, like a, that, a was a, of... that was a different time no, seven years in Tibet, we went to, it wasn't at your grandparents' house. Oh, that one wasn't? No, your grandparents' house was everyone, like, went out into the hot tub or something like that. That was, that, well, yeah, but then we also watched movies. In, yeah, the, we watched a movie, but seven years in Tibet, I remember, was, like, it was, like, Chris's older brother's house. Or it was, oh, okay. It was a basement of somebody's sibling. I got in a lot of trouble with my grandma for, like, <laughs> for like being there so late and having the girls at like like at her house overnight and stuff so i got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> uh, i have a recommendation from from uh chad that i'm supposed to uh read disc world i don't but i feel like i don't want to do that because i feel like it's too deep there's sunny yeah, Chad recommended that to me, and I made him get specific, and he recommended Small Gods, and it was good. I think it was a good introduction. It was kind. I kind of felt like um, with Knives Out, how it's like, this is the best version of this thing, but it's not for me. Like, I was glad I read it, but I think that one's probably a good, like, window into whether or not you want to read the other 40 books in that series. Well, 40. Small Gods is different because it's a standalone with no repeating characters. But Discworld has different sections of Discworld, like the witches section or the wizards section or the night watch section, or um, are the these na- big books? The night oh, watch. The night watch is my favorite, like subgenre of Discworld. Yeah, same small author. Short. Same author. Small gods was short. It's a standalone. I would recommend like guards, guards, or night watch. You want a cheese stick? You want a cheese stick? Hey, go ask him. Ask him again. I wonder how long Duncan's going to be on. <laughs> this world, I've read all of them. And I love them. That's really amazing. That's really amazing. But it's been like 10 years since I've been reading them. It's not like... That, I mean, that's... Like, to commit to anything in life. Like, like to like read that many books. I mean, I've read all the Hitchhiker's guys as well. 
How many of the, those like are there? Four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's more typical, right, of a series. Oh, I didn't read the Tiffany Aching young adult novels. So I just read the real disc world ones. And it, get, it gets worse. The Don't read anything like after 2010 or 2005. Don't read like the last four or five of the disc worlds because he starts getting um, dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the quality is, you can just see it deteriorating through the last couple novels, especially the last one, where it just mm-hmm. doesn't have the same, it's like a different author, which is really sad. Didn't have like yeah. the wit. The best part is just like sub, like footnotes. Footnotes that are like half the page and go on for like three pages. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Wow. And that's what the uh, Mr. Norrell, no, Dr. Norrell and Mr. Strange or something jo- like that. Jonathan Strange. Jonathan Strange and, and Mr. Norrell. That had footnotes. And I think it, like, it was being like a satire type of the Discworld. I don't know, footnotes are fun. I'd recommend that if you guys haven't read that. That one's been on my list forever, but it's so big that I have a hard time diving in. Yeah, that was my first one of the summer where I started sitting next to the pool and reading the book. And it was a great book to, to read, too. Oh, yeah, the Death series. So the Rincewind for that Discworld is the Wizards. The Death series has um, has Death as a main character. The Witches All right, I think, is great. I think we're, we're... City Watch is great. Wizards is great. <laughs> Tiffany Aching. I opened up a can of Tiffany Aching is, I haven't read any of those because they're for young adult. And Moist von Lipfig is fun. Oh, man. Uh, I like anything Brandon Sanderson touches. So I've <laughs> loved all of his books. Did you like Way the, of Keen? Uh, oh, so great. What did you like, Elantris? I loved it. Did you like Librarians? I haven't. Uh, I've been sticking in the cosmos or whatever he calls it. Um, you didn't read Alcatraz? I haven't read that one yet. So, I haven't really read any of his books. I started one, but he has a podcast called Writing Excuses. Have you guys listened to that at all? No. It's been going since the podcast first started. It, they started it in like 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. But they're just little like 15-minute episodes with him and a couple other people that are writers. And they just talk about, they'll have an episode about, you know, um, how do you develop characters? And so he goes through, you know, what his initial steps are. And then he talks to another guy who like writes comics and another one, who, you know, they all sort of write different kinds of things. So even though I don't really write and I don't read any of the things that any of these people have written, it's a really fun podcast to listen to, like just to see people really dive into their craft and sort of explain the nuts and bolts of it. So cool. I would recommend that if that's the kind of thing you like. I'd recommend Bonanas for Bonanza. It's a podcast where they watch an episode of Bonanza. (laughs) 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 There's only eight of them, and it's on, like, Earwolf, and it's got Andy Daly and, uh, um, what's his name? Matthew something. I miss podcasts. I don't listen to podcasts anymore because I don't commute. Mm-hmm. No excuse. You sit in front of the computer all day for work, don't you? Yeah, but 
I gotta. I can't. I can't do. I can't do two audio voices. Like I can't. I, it's impossible for me. Mm-hmm. I gotta put on the blinders. <laughs> All right. Any other suggestions, Anthony? <laughs> oh, I'd have to go look at my. I, I mean, I guess I still have it open. Um. Mayor, what else no, do you I'm like start, besides Brandon Start Sanderson? with those that I just suggested. Oh, okay. Um, looking through my list of stuff that I read. Um, oh, uh, we really liked uh, Name of the Wind series so far. Who writes that? Um, uh, he's super famous because of Name of the Wind. Uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Rothfuss. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's going to wrap it up in just one more book. I, I don't understand that. It's supposed to be just a trilogy, but I don't know how he's going to close it up. Um, so no, everyone knows about this? Sean and Yeah, Anthony? Patrick Rothfuss is know about he's it. famous. I read it. He made some... Chat- I mean, his, that the name of the wind, like the, that's what put him on the map. I've never Chat- heard of it. Ha- have Wait. you read Lonesome Dove? Mm-mm. No, but Rachel watched the... Uh the uh tv series like 15 i haven't ago. i haven't watched it but the book is so good i don't know why i haven't recommended that to you before it's a western so yeah. there's lots of like problematic characters you know that are of their time and it can be racist at oh, times i, know. I watched it times, but, it's, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to like accept oh that's just kind of how things were back then and accept that these characters are flawed it's so good. Sweet. Yeah, you should read that for sure. And I got this dumb Brandon Sanderson book in front of me. I've got nine hundred more pages <laughs> to read. Nine hundred. They're big. They're big. Uh, Ender's Game. We read. We read all the Ender's Game books, and then got almost all the way through all the Ender's Shadow books. Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed those. I listened to all those when I lived in that townhouse in Provo. And I'd go running on the river trail out to Utah Lake. And that's what that book, whole book series reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. The Ender's Game books for me are spraying weeds. Because I'd spray weeds and I listened to the whole... I listened to all <laughs> Ender's Game series and then Ender's Shadow. Yeah. I didn't pass did, that one. You didn't do Speaker of the Dead series? That was, that was the worst. No, I, I did great. that. So I did like all the all main. The main on a different, and he's like all these Brazilian names and all these. It's like weird a porquinhos. Oh, it's dumb. it's a thoughtful book. It's, it's it's not the same as Ender's Game. It's complete. It's like a different book altogether. I know. It's weird. You know, if you go into the next three of those books thinking it's going to be like Ender's Game, you're going to be way wrong. Well, that's why I like the Bean trilogy because it was like at the same time period as Ender's Game, and it had like yeah. focused on the brother and the sister, and that was fun. That was cool. Well, he wrote Ender's Game to set up universe yes. for Speaker the, for the to, Dead. Like he had the idea of Speaker for the Dead, and he's like, "Well, I really need to write this other book first so that I can character set it. development or whatever for for Ender." Yeah. Can I? You guys all read a lot more sci-fi and fantasy than I do. 
I really I've, don't read that much like genre fiction usually. All I did. I, I've read a little bit this more this year because I um, had an idea for a fantasy novel that I was playing around with, but otherwise, otherwise I mostly have not. Anthony, I, I do was... you have stuff written that we can read? <laughs> no. I now we're talking. No, I really don't. Um, I. So in grad school, I was working on a novel and, you know, published 70, 80 pages of that as my thesis. Um, and, but then I, I tried to keep working on that after grad school and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and then this most re the main thing that I've been working on is a novel that I've been working on for basically as old as my second oldest is it's really hard with a lot of kids to write a novel but um so he's gonna turn six so he was a few months old when the idea first popped into my head and um i i have notebooks and notebooks at this point so now a little bit more compilation is uh going on putting it all the pieces together okay no, I, ha I'm I haven't. Excited. Like, I'm excited for something readable. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I haven't published anything. So, like, I I would imagine several months before I have a draft, and then who knows, like, a final draft after that, and then, and then even even if you're successful in selling it to a publisher, um, it's normally like a year after you've sold your book that they publish it. Uh -huh. Um. Rachel's sister-in-law, so my sister-in-law, published to Amazon. It's like a country romance, uh -huh. like, like a barn romance. I don't know. <laughs> There's a specific <laughs> genre of like horses, and they're in a on a country estate, and <laughs> it's like a it's like a clean romance novel, I guess. Yeah. It's really on. And she self-published it to Amazon or whatever. Now, now she's a millionaire. <laughs> Get on it, Anthony. <laughs> Barn romance. Barn romance. Jump on that. <laughs> Jump on that train. <laughs> I have a pretty close buddy who's published a couple novels at this point, and he's about to publish his third. And he was talking to his agent one time. And he he writes just these really like complex stories with like uh, just a lot of things going on with the form, and his agent was like giving him suggestions, and he was like, oh, "I should have, I should have represented genre fiction." <laughs> like like in the like middle of the conversation with my friend, <laughs> he was like <laughs> like obviously like so frustrated that he like had to try to sell my friend's book to a publisher. <laughs> This would have been so much easier if I did this. And, uh... Well, all you have to do lawyer. is put like a square on your cover with asterisks in the middle of the, the square, and then that would sell. Yeah, they, those books do sell a lot. Okay. <laughs> no, for real. Like, there's a bunch of like, uh -huh. like self-help books and stuff that are like, uh -huh. like the. 
wake the f up and like <laughs> they all sell really well and they're all just full of like the same stuff as every other self-help book but right, they put right. a swear word and so people think it's funny and buy it right uh so i got into wow this is during a book up podcast i, <laughs> I got like into it. i like it a lot the sci-fi <laughs> slash fantasy mode and i was afraid because i i got deep into books and we like we read a ton of books and i was afraid to like read a business book or jump out of the fantasy because then i felt like i would lose lose the excitement and and i'd fall back into not reading books again but all it took was my son to be born and now i'm out <laughs> of it get back you should come down Dune. stay at my place sit out next to the pool with me and we can just read together <laughs> Read some Dune. You can read. Can you read to me? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Not that close. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. I guess I'm not coming then. So you guys don't put any like special growth serum on your cheeks or anything to, to help you, your cheeks grow hair? No. No, I think the trick for me was just realizing that it was going to look really, really bad for like two months, and you. So I have to get over that hump. I've got a patch just right here in the middle. And it's just like long. <laughs> I have a thin part right there. Sean, after two, yeah, after two months, after two months, I'm sure like my hair looks your, the way yours does like after a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I can't speak for everyone, but you look at like Leonardo DiCaprio's beard that's like all kind of thin and whatever but when he grows it out it looks like it's on purpose and it's kind of a thing so you gotta commit to it and just know that be, it's gonna look bad just be ugly for a year and then yeah you're exactly good. <laughs> i think the worst part is deciding where the, the, the beard is gonna stop just take a razor oh, yeah. and go straight across or is it like below the ear line or <laughs> i don't have that problem i don't have that problem either <laughs> Uniquely you, you should you should have the line just go as high as it can go. <laughs> oh, just, like, just, just straight up until like it's the a natural ball. Just like oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, then go yeah. all the way around. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, mean, I just want I just want a weird chin strap that like can go so you should <laughs> you should grow it out right at the top and then comb it over so it connects to the other side. Yes. So yes. it's like a face just circle. A circle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At that point, I would need to shave my mustache, too. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? 2011 or 12, where I had my awesome chin beard? It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a neck beard. My face wouldn't grow hair, but my neck would grow hair. So it was just like a strap. <laughs> you look like a leprechaun. Yeah, one of my coworkers, there was a suggestion box at work. And... Um, they, they wrote in the bad. suggestion box, please make Chad Rick's VHS shave that ugly beard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the commander or whatever, the main boss of the squadron, like, read those, and they, they came and gave it to me in my, in my <laughs> queue. That was funny. 
That's it, man. I, oh, I read three. Um, I probably three Agatha Christie medical books, and then I went on to the the Brandon Sanderson one. So it was a good, it was a good little couple weeks of Agatha Christie. Next, maybe Lonesome Dove will be next. Maybe I'll have to write another Western song. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, and it's long. We'll keep you busy for a while. <laughs> well, I, the I don't know. The fall is approaching, and I don't know how long I can stay sitting next to my pool reading books. It's going to be weird in the winter time. How cold does it get in Las Vegas? It's got to be like. 60 degrees in January. No, it's way cold. It's not like Arizona. It, it's cold and windy. I remember one time Mary came to a, a condo in Las Vegas and it was like a, a windstorm and it was freezing cold. I don't remember that. You were like driving through Fresno and we're like, Mary, come to Las Vegas, stay at our condo. And then we went and toured Hoover Dam. Yeah, I do remember that. You want milk? All right, guys. I think I'm going to go put the kids to bed. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. All right. Stopping recording and.